You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And we're back again. Little better late than never. <laughs> if it wouldn't, you know, all all the bullshit in the world is like, you know, we got the uh, coronavirus delaying things, and now we have, like, you know, storms knocking out the internet for a, a week. It's like, what's next, Godzilla? I, I don't know, man. I, I... I'm waiting for those Korean flamethrowing squirrels to get here that I saw on Facebook. Isn't it so ridiculous how people are, like, freaking out over these, uh, quote, murder hornets, I think? (laughs) When we can't come up with something better than the word murder hornet, like... (laughs) Yeah, freaking, uh, yeah. It's time to finally buy that uh, flamethrower I've been been wanting and the wife said I couldn't have. I'm like, hey, baby, murder hornets are coming. I need a (laughs) flamethrower. It has a purpose now. So, speaking of purposes, what are we smoking this week? So, this week we are smoking an exclusive. Uh, This is the Tatawahe TAA Exclusive Series. And And this is the 10-year anniversary of the uh, Tatawahe TAA releases. Uh, Unfortunately, this year the the mighty TAA... uh, Summit convention, whatever you call it, expo uh, was canceled because of everything's been canceled. But retailers still got their fancy TAA exclusive cigars without having to actually go to the go down to the Mexico or wherever it was this year. So we still get to benefit, even though they didn't get that sweet Mexican vacation that they get every year. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we've talked about Tatawahe. People may recognize this name. Um, you know, because this is the same company that does the Halloween-themed cigars that we've done, you know, in previous Octobers. Um, yeah, and no, so they're, at least the Tatawahe stuff, not super strong, but always a lot of flavor. And this one here has definitely got, like, a nice peppery kick right off the right off the bat. I mean, I'll say, like, initially when I first lit the cigar... I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, wow, I just got a uh, a blast of spice. Um, I will say that as I continued to smoke, that spice did taper away, and now it's become a very balanced cigar. And this has got a Sumatra wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan fillers. And like we said, TAA cigar, so usually there's at least one TAA retailer per state, so... Find your if you're not local, uh, find your local guy. You can pick these up. Um, but yeah, this is this is the good time of the year. About you know around uh, first of the summer, we get those this TAA stuff coming in. You know, you know, kind of after the the first of the year wave of the uh, ICPC. People, you know, so we get that one part of the year we get all Did the you TAA just say ICP whatever the friggin' acronym ICPBR yeah whatever it's called. Yeah, so it's like one part of the year we get the the TAA cigars, the next part of the year we get all the new the new freaking releases. So you know. This these just uh, kinda hit shelves in you know, April, early May, so you should be able to 
pick one up and you know, if you don't have a TA retailer near you, you can still find them online. You know, some, there's yeah, some... and uh, I mean, if you want to try this, I you know would kind of encourage folks to jump on it because I think they only do something like three thousand boxes. Oh, yeah, these TAA cigars, like I said, they're only available to the TAA retailers, and they're always like a an exclusive special edition and kind of short short uh, batch runs. So when they're out, they're out. So get them when you can find them. And this is one that it's like it's been out for about a month now, and everyone who's tried it has given it like rave reviews at the shop. So I find like all right. I've uh yeah got to break down and smoke one of these and it's uh this is the second one of these I've had and it's a damn good smoke. Yeah, I mean my my first impressions here, which I'm still very early on in the cigar, is um, I mean it's shaping up. I I don't know, which I mean I found that I really enjoy Nicaraguan blends and fillers. Um, yeah, it seems like things kind of go in in waves, and right now Nicaragua is like the the hotness is like you know the for i mean back when i first got into smoking cigars it was dominican was huge and that kind of tapered off and like nice no, nicaraguan's definitely the uh the industry leader at the moment seems like in honduran i can't remember the last time i had a honduran cigar but that was another one that used to be big several years ago yeah i can re- definitely remember honduras being a let's say with the, like tobacco it's like each year the weather is different so it's like tobacco it's it's a living product so it's like you know and not just it's not the same batch to batch so it's like wait so you mean i'm smoking a little tobacco family family right now pretty much (laughs) you know are are they like screaming and torment like our world's ablaze (laughs) but yeah like i said like weather you know rain all that stuff affects the you know from crop to crop there's little changes so it's like things kind of evolve to where who has the best crops this year and that's who's going to be the next the the good cigars for the next you know several years or of whatnot and speaking of i you know later on when we get around to uh some news we may be talking about kind of how the movie release models are are changing well here's a we're gonna today we're gonna talk about a a movie that came kind of it briefly hit theaters and then went on tour and and definitely did not follow the traditional theatrical release model and now it's available on prime since we're all stuck at home and can't go out to see theaters so this week we're going to be talking about jay and silent bob reboot and i figure it's appropriate because um yeah a lot a lot of a lot of reboots a lot of remakes (laughs) and it's great to talk about a road trip movie when we can't go anywhere absolutely (laughs) we can live vicariously through others and with that we'll be oh for and you know if you are yeah gonna go on a epic road journey pick up some strike force strikeforceenergy.com use your promo code cigar nerds for 20 percent off your order keep you all jacked up when you're on the road a reboot boys is when hollywood wants to make a lot of money without the hassle of creating a new movie so they take an old movie and change just enough to make you pay for the same shit all over again Those greedy fucking animals. Oh, it's insidious. They take a flick you loved as a kid and add youth and diversity to it. For example, name the movie where a robot has secret plans that could help the good guys beat the bad guys and their leader in a black mask by blowing up a giant ray gun in space. Star Wars. No, The Force Awakens. See, now that's what you call a reboot. Nung. 
thought that was a sequel. Hollywood doesn't make sequels anymore. Shit, they don't even make squeakles, yo. Studios have given up on new ideas entirely in favor of building multi-movie universes that breed brand-loyal customers from cradle to grave. So if you like Harry Potter, cash shinigus, you're getting ten fucking more. You like the Fast and Furious flicks? We're gonna drive the franchise into the ground, bitch. Ooh, you want another Marvel movie? Here we go. Hey, man, those Marvel movies are a triumph of cinema. I live on those Marvel movies. I live for those Marvel movies. I watch those Marvel movies more than I watch Pornhub, and I come twice as hard doing it. And welcome back. It's time to reboot. Are you sure it's a reboot, not a remake? And that's one of the things they discuss in the movie. Is it different? Because, like, yeah, we always use those terms. Reboot, remake. What's the fucking difference? <laughs> Apparently there is a big fucking difference. Yeah, according to uh, Brody, a reboot is when they take enough of what you love and then try to mix it up with a little diversification and, and whatnot uh, and change it just enough that you'll pay for the same damn thing again. <laughs> and a remake is when the filmmakers don't give a fuck of what you like to the original. They're just going to take the title and give you whatever bullshit and fuck up the original and the new one at the same time. <laughs> Which, you know what? If, if film studios were honest... And that's what they came out and said when they did such things. I'd probably be like, okay, I know what to anticipate. And I gotta say, if putting it that way, I probably prefer, which I, I want Hollywood to come up with the original idea, but I prefer a re reboot where it's close enough to the original, but, you know, some new tweaks, other than a remake where it's like, we just took the title and completely changed everything, and now this is... I don't know then, because it, when they do that, when they completely change it, at least it's it's something, a semi-original idea? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, okay, so just because we've been talking about it, I guess the Halloween movie franchise, right? I mean, you know, of course you got John Carpenter's version. Yep. And then later on we got Rob Zombie's version. So would that be a reboot or a remake? Hmm. I think it's more of a reboot because it stayed fairly close to the original, but with a few added twists. Like the original John Copper's version didn't go much into the Michael Myers as a child and like his kind of background. And Rob Zombie did a lot more of showing him before he became Mike Myers, which gave it kind of a interesting new twist but like i said the rest of it's kind of close enough to the original that it's like all right i can kind of see where you're going with this <laughs> we're robocop that's just a, a remake because it's like almost nothing like the original <laughs> other than there's a android cop but i kind of like some of those where it's like all right if i don't think about the original and i take this it's so different from the original that i can kind of take this as its own story and not compare it to what came before Sometimes I'm get a better reaction out of that than I do some of the the fucking reboots where I'm like I've already paid to see this movie once. <laughs> so Star Wars then. Yeah, the fucking Force Awakens is just a <laughs> remake of episode uh 3. We we don't care what you think. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah, they've they've definitely those are definitely remakes and not reboots. <laughs> Which like I said we're yeah. Fuser, a future teaser, we're going to talk about uh, Clone Wars whenever we finish going through all the old Clone Wars cartoons. 
I mean, that was the thing. That like, new started, season is better than the last three Star Wars movies. I mean, like, I have to agree. Because going through and watching season seven, like, I got seven, eight episodes in and immediately was, nope, I need to start from season one. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and I enjoyed it because going through the Star Wars movies, like, you can see the nods for certain, you know, scenes and climaxes, but I'm like, the Clone Wars did exactly what Star Wars should have done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're as soon as we finish going through all that again, we'll give you an, ep- our, an episode on, on that. But this week we're talking about... A fat asshole named Kevin Smith. Fuck yeah. that guy. <laughs> and we did a Kevin Smith episode a while back. I mean, it's probably the first year of the podcast we did the Kevin Smith episode. And... He tried to make other movies and stuff, and he finally went back to his kind of origins and, and gave mean, us dude, another I mean, dude, he made a walrus Jane movie. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me scared to go to Canada. To, don't be a podcaster and go to Canada. You might get turned into a walrus. But the... I, and like, and like we, we kind of briefly talked about in the intro is like, it was kind of a new model of doing a movie. I mean, he did all this and then it literally hit theaters for one or two nights. And then, and then he just took it on tour. Like, well, and we've seen a lot of that since then. Yeah. But like up to that point, not so much. Yeah. It's one of those that you kind of had to either had to go see it when it came out or go to the, that one day that it came out or go to the tour dates. And when that, tour date came to Atlanta, it sold out immediately. So we didn't get to go see it then. And then it went straight to Amazon prime, like maybe a a month ago. But I mean, that's kind of, especially he did all this before our current situation, but it's kind of a decent model for, he didn't have to spend as much on advertising. He kind of took it straight to his core audience that was going to see it anyway. Dude, it's Kevin fucking Smith, okay? <laughs> if that name alone doesn't resonate as advertising, I don't know what the fuck does. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's definitely a, like a new way of making a movie and possibly a more, I guess, economical version of that. But I mean, it goes back to now, if, you, like... if you watch the reboot, um, I mean, basically. All he did was take all the movies and take 30 seconds from each one, splice them all <laughs> together, and there you go. And it, and and that too, and it's great because it makes fun of reboots and remakes that we're all kind of sick, while kind of being a reboot itself. Because it, it's basically the story of Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, just repackaged with, as they say, uh, a younger <laughs> younger characters and, and a little bit of diversity. While still having the the OG guys uh, there, a lot to, of diversity. To uh, make, yeah, because it was like they, you know, basically like the uh, Jay and Bob get uh, hustled by a Hollywood lawyer because Saban Films, the guys who you know made Power Rangers, <laughs> are making a reboot of Blunt Man and Chronic, and they sued Jay and Bob for copyright infringement uh cuz they now own the names Jay and Silent Bob. So like they did 20 years ago when they traveled cost country to stop Blunt Man and Chronic from getting made, now we're going to travel cost country to get 
Bluntman V Chronic stop that from being made <laughs> again. <laughs> and it was I don't I don't know. I mean it was pretty great. Yeah. I guess before we get into the story and the synopsis, um definitely enjoyable and I I think it was really awesome the homage that was paid to all of the previous Kevin Smith fans, a lot of the, you know, cast members and you know, even though it is basically stoner comedy, like dude, th- this movie actually hits some serious notes like that's like, "Oh fuck." Yeah, it's like uh, It's like and... get, get out of my feels, bro. <laughs> Yeah, because since the last movie, well, Clerks uh, 2, I guess, was the last time we saw Jay and Bob on the big screen. And that movie was kind of Kevin Smith talking about getting in his 30s and having a family or what you're getting older. Whereas since that last movie's come out, Jay is now a father. He, you know, he's married, got a kid. And this whole movie is kind of about fatherhood and learning to be a father wrapped up in silly slapsticky stoner comedy so it's one of those like man this is all funny and then it like fucking hits you in the feels and yeah. shit <laughs> it's, like, it's like get out of there bro I, was, <laughs> I didn't pay for this experience i came to laugh man what the hell <laughs> it's like damn um but yeah okay i guess uh from here on out um spoiler warning for those of you who have not rebooted to see the reboot of jay and silent bob and if you haven't seen it, it is currently, if you're one of us idiots that pay for Prime, it's one of the Prime included uh, <laughs> Why do you have to be an idiot to pay for Prime? Oh, because at this point I've got like five streaming services and it's like, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, but you get two day shipping. This is one thing is like, you know, I, I married into Prime. I, it's not one I had beforehand. And it's like, I keep forgetting I have Prime until I, like, I go to look up a movie. I'm like, oh yeah, that's on Prime. I have that. I'll go watch that. It's like... You know what else is on Prime? <laughs> There's a shitload of John Wayne movies I found out today when I was <laughs> flipping through there. Well, I was going to say, you know, for folks that may have listened God, to no. some of our previous Dragon Con episodes about a little film called Fatal Future. No, uh, don't do it. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Hell, bo- The Boys Season 2 should be coming out shortly, too. What's that got to do with Fatal Future? I don't know. Just Prime popped in my head. Well, we're talking about Fatal Future now. So... Um, I encourage, for any folks of fans of Dragon Con, you should also be fans of Fatal Future. Don't do it. Shout out to whatever room number we had last year. I don't remember. <laughs> That's like the new thing. That fucking thing's just with Dragon Con TV every year, and you fucking force everybody to watch it. <laughs> That's like now the the inside joke of Con. It's great. Oh, yeah. And like, you watch the message board, like Facebook group during that, everybody's kind of like, oh, fuck, this movie's on again. <laughs> Oh, speaking of cons, you know, and like where they have to, to go uh, to stop the the Jam Bob movie is their version of Comic Con, aka Chronicon, <laughs> which I may want to go to. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like... It actually, looked, I mean, they had they did have a uh, hologram uh, uh, Thor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like. I don't believe I have to say this, but please do not touch the <laughs> hologram. Do, do not try to blow him. Do not try to <laughs> molest him in any way. I am married. I have kids. <laughs> My wife will not approve. <laughs> and the the first Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was loaded with celebrity cameos. And 
I think he hit the benefit of filming this movie right after his heart attack. So like there is a ton of celebrity cameos in this movie where he's like, Oh, he almost died. I better go like, you know, do something nice for him and be in his movie. <laughs> Cause there's like fucking everybody's in this movie. Yeah. I mean, if uh, I think that's one of the things that really made the film great was just all of the nostalgia. And, and I get it. You know, a lot of folks don't really enjoy going into things just for nostalgic purposes. You know, they want original, they want creative. And I, I think it's nostalgic. It's also very creative in the way that things are gone about. And and of course, this movie starts off with a trip to our our, our old favorite, the the Quick Stop, which which was apparently funny. is not the Quick Stop. Yeah, I so said this whole thing was shot in uh, Louisiana, but it uh, looks like I mean they built a Quick Stop on on a set somewhere. I mean it looks exactly like. The quick stop, but it's funny because... Well, I mean, I guess technically it's, hey, we don't actually have to film inside of it, so if we just put up four walls... Like... <laughs> yeah, just build a facade. But yeah, the... um, It's kind of funny, too, because, like I said, if you go back to that original Clerks, the store next door that you know, Randall worked at was always the uh, RST video, and video stores no longer exist... So now cock smokers and cock smokers baked chicken, <laughs> smoked chicken fool. <laughs> no, it was baked chicken because they're baked. That which was smoked like... chicken because they smoking. Because <laughs> they were uh, running and yeah, you know, the movie starts off with them getting raided by the cops because they were running a illegal uh, dispensary inside a chicken stand, which in real life. RST video is is also gone, and now they're actually turning that into a a podcast uh, uh, theater. <laughs> so if you happen to go to the actual uh, Leonardo, New Jersey, are they going to call a, it Cock Smokers? Uh, no, but it's it's I think Kevin owns it. It's the, but they're building a, a little podcasting theater next door to the Quick Stop. So it'll be something smod. Yeah, I don't remember if it's another smod castle or what, but yeah, it's. That's kind of the new uh, the new deal since video stores don't exist, except for the one blockbuster up in Alaska. Where the fuck is that? I just want you to know that video killed the radio star. And Netflix and Redbox killed the video star. <laughs> or they just gave them additional avenues. You know, I mean... Is it a disadvantage to not have the big theatric release? Like, you know... Do you it, think that that harms? Because I mean, look at look at Netflix, for instance. Like, how many stars started on Netflix, and then it's like, oh, this person's got talent, and we're going to start using them in every Hollywood blockbuster. Or how many like big budget movies, like we talked about uh, last time, uh, Extraction, going straight to Netflix, and hell, yeah, you know, it might be one of the news. Items, you know, that when that whatever trolls went straight to video because theaters were closed, it actually made more money going directly to consumers than the last movie did with a theatrical release. So it's, and that kind of went, because you said, I don't know if you remember back in the day, movie would come out in theaters and then it would go to the rental stores for a period before you could ever buy it. So it wasn't even in stores. It like, you had to. You know, if you didn't see it in theaters, you had a couple months of being able to rent it before you could actually buy it and own it. And now it's like everything goes as soon as it's 
done with its theatrical release, it goes straight to either home video or streaming, like, instead of there being that extra window of you having to rent it or whatever before you can ever own it or stream it. I don't know. Apparently there's one blockbuster and it's still thriving. Like, I don't know what their model is or how. I think it's like in the middle of nowhere. It's like, (laughs) like in the tundra or something where that's the only way people can get videos. They don't have a whole lot of internet up there. That's no excuse. (laughs) You need your internet and your gummy worms. I got gummy worms. <laughs> I got a little bit of internet. Not a, not a whole lot. In the boondocks. In the boondocks. So as you were saying, uh, starts out, um, you know, <laughs> we see uh, Jay do his Silence of the Lamb bit. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking cops. I'm finally going to get these motherfuckers and... And Darnell Rollins as the uh, the captain of the <laughs> police department, and homeboy from uh, his like right hand man is a guy one of the the crazy Russian guys from uh, Ant Man. <laughs> Jay comes out because they tear gas the whole place. He runs out holding his weed, and they're like, "Drop the plants." And he's like, "What? Drop my pants? Okay." And fucking just drop. He's doing the whole songs. And like, he's like, "Come, that man's got no dick." <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> hold it together he's got a dick he's just got it tucked <laughs> he's like where the fuck is your silence of the uh, lamb's sidekick and fucking Bob comes out with a gas mask he's like yo bro <laughs> it's like we didn't even notice y'all gas this place we was there wasn't this much smoke in here to begin with and seeing it's weird seeing Bob skinny too it's just like and they even make the joke about where they're like yo you have a problem, wait. Oh, we got to wait up? No, no, he's lost a bunch of weight. I can't call him uh, Lunchbox anymore. I have to call him Snack Pack. <laughs> it's like, no, not not W-E-I-G-H-T, W-A-I-T, as in you're in the no-fly list. Do not pass go. Do not collect $2,000. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, uh, it's like, like why, like, because uh, it says you're part of a terrorist organization called the Clit. <laughs> That's not true. The Clit doesn't even exist. Said every guy ever. Uh, uh, good times. But yeah, and it's funny because it's like been 20 years since we had a I mean, he about... was the commander of the Clit, though. Yep. He made that shit work. But I'll get you on a no-fly list. <laughs> Apparently. Oh... But how did we get to that point? Because there was a lot before we were trying to fly. <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't. Oh no, they there get... was a lot because we couldn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they get arrested and go to go to uh, court and get uh, confronted with a slimy Hollywood lawyer. He's like, "I'm your lawyer. I need you to sign these papers." Sure, okay. I'm like, should we read? No, we're not gonna read it. And then he defends it, be like, oh no, they were operating a, uh, and the, the freaking judge, Jerry Hangham, or Jerry Executioner, that's what it was. <laughs> and, and with, like I said, the cameos continue, because you got, uh, freaking, uh, like, what's his name, the, uh, who was in Zack and Mary Make a Porno as the, uh, as the judge, and then you had, uh, the lawyer from the dude from Waiting, who was also in, uh, Zack and Mary Make a Porno, and, uh, but then you had, uh, yeah, Justin Long is uh, <laughs> Brandy Brandon Saint Saint Randy, 
who's who's the their lawyer and uh yeah also gay porn star uh from <laughs> second mary make a porno but uh yeah it, th- th- i mean the even the lawyer is like you know are the the bailiff was a joe manganello as the bailiff and craig robinson that's who i was looking for is judge jerry in executioner <laughs> they're like oh jay and silent bob's in court it must be a tuesday <laughs> They're like, oh no, these guys were hired actors for this uh, uh, pop-up shop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, all right, case dismissed. And he just walks from the defense side over the prosecution side. All right, next case, Hollywood versus Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, you signed over your rights to your name, so now you can no longer be Jay or Silent Bob. <laughs> and they're like, Saban Films bought the uh, the rights to uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back on Craigslist for $3,500. And it's like, yeah, y'all overpaid. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, that movie sucked ball, dick, and balls. And he's like, I object, Your Honor. No, no, I'm going to allow it. That movie did suck dick. <laughs> and balls. <laughs> that is weird that you... I mean, they make the joke that Saban films are that are now making, like, big Hollywood movies. I'm like, y'all the motherfuckers behind Power Rangers. <laughs> I mean, but back in the day, Power Rangers was a heyday. Oh, speaking of which, I saw uh, there's a gun company I follow on Instagram, HTX Tactical out of Texas. They make a lot of custom guns, and they made this badass Green Ranger Glock. And the dude who plays the Green Ranger actually came and bought it, and they had video of him at the range shooting his uh, Green Ranger Glock. <laughs> I'm like, that's legit. <laughs> Megazoid! <laughs> Triathlon, whatever the fuck else. Like on the top of the slide, it, it actually has the uh, the Dragon Zord like flute <laughs> on the top of the slide. <laughs> go go Power Rangers! Yeah, go go Pew Pew Rangers! I don't know. Some of those folks are legit badasses, though. Yeah, that guy that played the Green Ranger too. He's cool as shit. He's been Dragon Con a couple times. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I just want to meet him. I figure, like, if I threaten enough celebrities, eventually, like, I'm going to meet one. And be like, ha Like, we heard your podcast. I'm going to kick you in the face. Be like, try. It's like, sweet, will you autograph this bruise where you kicked me in the face? <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> you got fucking Green Ranger's footprint on your face, and it's like, <laughs> autographed. <laughs> Courtesy of blah, 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 blah. Huh. Is it David Jason Frank or whatever his name is? Dude, I'm so horrible with names. <laughs> like, every time I see a celebrity, I'm like, oh, it's that guy that did that thing. You know, um, uh, that's it. That's why I have you. Because you remember all that shit. That and I usually have Wikipedia open. <laughs> so, yeah. They go to the airport. They can't fly. So that's one thing is like the last Jay and Bob movies 20 years ago, technology has advanced so much. Then they're like, well, why don't you try the ride me now app? It's basically their version of Uber. <laughs> so they're going to take an Uber to, to Hollywood from New Jersey, which would be a hell of a Uber, uh, <laughs> Uber ride. I mean, apparently, you know, I mean, it comes cheap. Just gotta leave a positive review, enjoy some tots along the way. Yeah, his fucking uh, hater tots. With with a sweet like you know freaking 
toaster in the uh, dashboard. I was like, I need a car that I can cook tater tots while I drive. You can. Just got to put them in your engine compartment. Wrap them up. Heard you can fry an egg that way. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I remember that when that was a thing where the people were trying to sell those like engine ovens where you can like cook shit on your oven on a road trip. I don't think I can recall that. I used to work a lot of night shift. I've seen a lot of bad infomercials at two in the morning. <laughs> that probably was your morning. Do you ever get pissed off at like you know inmates because you're trying to watch an infomercial and they wouldn't pipe down or something? <laughs> like shut the fuck up! I'm watching Mash at four in the morning. <laughs> it's the only goddamn thing is on. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I watch damn Mash like every morning. <laughs> a certain time they ain't shit on, but reruns and infomercials. And then eventually it goes to all static. Which I never quite understood that. Is it just because you didn't have programming to fill that spot, or... Yeah, back in the day, pretty much. Now it's like, there's something on 24 hours a day. Maybe... I mean, but if you're already showing reruns, like, you can't just plug in a rerun? (laughs) Can't keep that going? Maybe they didn't have rights to reruns back then. I I don't know. I saw a lot of reruns back then. They'd be like, hey, this episode just came out a day or so ago, so we're going to show it every day for like a week. (laughs) Or the bad sci-fi movie, uh, <laughs> sci-fi channel, Lava Lanchula, fucking Sharknado, whatever. You can't call Sharknado bad, dude. I do like the, uh, the silent Bob Blunt where you gotta smoke out of his dick. That was, that was some inventive, uh, <laughs> Weed rolling. Dude, that was like a fucking ganja voodoo doll. <laughs> That's the thing, too, is like, man, like, now that, like, weed's illegal, is legal in a lot of states, you see pictures of some of the crazy joints and shit people are rolling. It's like, it's like almost an art to itself. I'm like, that's like, you're actually going to smoke that? That's like fancy. It should go on the wall. <laughs> and I call this one cannabis. And this is cannabis. This is cannabis in a shoe. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people do that with like, like the football cigar, and like I've seen some like fancy rolled cigars, but not anything like some of the crazy like joint art that <laughs> people have come up with. I guess at that point you got nothing but time on your hands. I guess so, because you know you get stoned, you're like, that'd be a good idea. Let me see if I can roll a little man and smoke out of his dick. <laughs> Fucking cock smoker. <laughs> cock smoker's baked chicken. Ah, brilliant. With uh, Fred Armiston as their ride-me-now driver, who they nicknamed Merkin. Oh, Merkin. <laughs> and like I so said, they... And Merkin got murked. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much it's just like Jay and Silent Bob straight back, because as soon as they get out of jail, they go visit Brody at the uh, secret stash, and he kind of gives them their mission for the movie. Like, oh yeah, they're rebooting your piece of crap movie from back in the day. And the whole joke is like, it's being directed by Kevin Smith. They're like, what the fuck? They let him make a name of their movie after that stupid walrus movie? <laughs> but I, I I love like the tropes too, because during that scene, it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about, once again, things not being in the original location. So now the, the shop is actually in a mall and it's like, 
you know, you gotta watch out for the fuck them all rats. And it's like, yeah, I was a teenager once. No, no, literally, hit the deck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Throw something at a rat. Yeah, because he's like, malls are dying. The rent here was cheap. But you gotta watch out for the mall rats. No, no, literal mall rats. <laughs> 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 Which is kind of true if anyone's been to Gwinnett Place Mall recently. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't even think you can say Gwinnett Place. Like, I mean, fucking look at North Point. Like, oh, Yeah, North, po- North Point and uh, the old Gainesville Mall's getting there. <laughs> I, the Gainesville Mall has been there for, like, the last ten years. Like, yeah. I don't even think that's worthy of, like, being called a mall anymore at this point. <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> mall rat bite you? <laughs> I, I think I, I sunk. <laughs> yeah, we need some new chairs in the studio. I, <laughs> Any I gr- furniture companies want to sponsor us, we could use some new chairs in the studio. <laughs> I got, uh... Got a few inches shorter here. <laughs> oh. I'm now, like, looking over my microphone. And... But I like they... I feel, feel like this one time. <laughs> their first stop on their on their journey is uh, Chicago at a, at a movies, of course. And they're talking to that guy, and he's like, Yeah, man, I'm glad y'all wanted to pull over. I'm kind of... Y'all, that cigarette y'all been smoking are, are strong. That, bro, that's not cigarette, that's weed. He's like, holy shit, y'all smoking weed in my car? I was never, I was always too afraid to smoke weed. And they're like, well, when the cops raided our, our, our smoke shop, we were only able to save three, uh, of our best joints. And they, they give him one of the, one of the joints. And he's like, oh, th-. They're like, yeah, this is legal. And he's like, start smoking it. And the cops come up, you see him like out the window, like, what? It's, uh, these guys gave me this. And he gets his ass kicked and arrested. And when they come out, it's like, that fucker left us. <laughs> uh, but then you get, I was briefly talking about the the new technology that's arisen since then. It's like Bob, since he's uh, always silent until he has something wise to say, <laughs> now communicates in emojis. <laughs> he's like, "This is great. I can text now. I don't have." I'm like, "Why don't you just text him?" He's like, "No, I'm, I'm gonna try to communicate with emojis." So since he's he's vegan, he's like, he like the only uh, freaking emoji you can find is the uh, the, the eggplant, eggplant, which yeah. All you kids know that means penis. Does it? <laughs> yes, apparently. <laughs> so he shows the. What happens if you just fucking want eggplant? <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. It's like you know, he tries to show it to the girl behind the range. She's like, "You trying to show me your old man dick?" And calls the manager, which is played by Kevin Smith's wife. And she's like, "He's like, what? He wants an eggplant?" It's like, no, that means he wants to show you his dick. Really? Come to the back, sir. I'm gonna have to talk. And then she goes back there and molests him. And the Bob finally gets some in a movie. <laughs> Damn it, Bob. And of That's course, such a conundrum. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I just want some eggplant parmesan. <laughs> and somebody's going to think I'm sending an emoji of dick cheese. <laughs> dick cheese. <laughs> oh. I don't know how to fucking communicate in, the, in these fucking times, man. We're old, dude. <laughs> or I'm old. You're getting there. <laughs> Back in my day, an eggplant was just an eggplant. I don't know how to deal with these fancy emojis and shit. Well, you know, like they say, anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. R2 dick you. <laughs> God. But of course they see a news broadcast and turns out Jay's old girlfriend, Justice, from the last movie has gotten out of prison and now she's a newscaster in Chicago. So they decide to go visit the uh, the ex. 
and find out she's gone lesbian and is married to Rosario Dawson. Is that boo-boo kitty fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, old boo-boo kitty fuck. It's like, you remembered. And it's like, well, you never visited me in prison, asshole, so I I moved on. I know, yeah, don't tell her, but by the way, you have a kid. Played by Kevin Smith's actual kid, (laughs) Harley Quinn Smith. Is it really Kevin Smith's kid? Yep, theoretically. That's what that's what they say. I mean, the blonde hair and everything definitely look like it could be Jason Mewes' kid. <laughs> that's the weird thing. She does kind of look like Mewes a little bit. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, you meet his actual kid later on because they run into Ben Affleck, a.k.a. Holden McNeil, and he's like, oh yeah, I had a kid with uh, Alyssa. And it's like Jay's actual daughter, Logan, playing Ben Affleck's kid. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, and what's the kid's name? Uh, the real one's Logan. I can't remember what... The... Oh, no, Amy. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> chasing, chasing Amy. Doc, because what are you going to do with a three-year-old? Fucking chase it everywhere. Like, <laughs> don't yeah. go there. Don't do that. Stop doing this thing. Quit it. Yeah, having a three-year-old's like chasing a drunken midget. It's like, they can't walk very well, and they just, you, they just go wherever they want, stick their hands in everything. And they'll just yell at you for no reason. Yep. Hmm. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. You know, I skipped the whole baby phase. <laughs> what phase did you go to? Like the seven-year-old phase, which at least they can communicate in full sentences. I'm still forced to watch way too much uh, iCarly, but uh, <laughs> I gotta tell them it's your favorite show. There has been times when like something will be on there, and I'll just stop and start watching whatever damn kids. And the wife's like, "It's sucking you in." Get out while you can. I'm like, oh, fuck. I've just spent ten minutes watching this stupid kid show. <laughs> I gotta go to the cigar and watch something. Go to the cigar shop and watch a violent horror movie just to, like, burn this from my memory. <laughs> Get my man cried back. I had gummy worms stuck in my beard. <laughs> that's that's the dangers, man. That's a that's a sticky situation there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and speaking of fun, making fun of, you know, the diversity and whatnot, yeah. It's like, they got the whole United Nations, you got, you know, girl version Represent of Jay. China. <laughs> got girl version of Jay, you got the, uh, the Finally Chinese girl. Finally got your Helen Keller. Yeah, you got the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the black girl who is like her silent Bob, and then you've got, uh, the girl named Jihad, which is the, <laughs> their Muslim friend. <laughs> but the whole, and then they, you know. Silent Bob, get back, is a terrorist. <laughs> But their plan later on, which is like, yeah, they're like, all right, y'all can come with us. And they're, uh, take them out in the middle. Was that, I don't know, did they dose them before then or did they steal the van or was that after they stole no, the no, van? No, no, no. So it, it, it starts out where phase one is they've got to acquire the van because now there's like six of them. So they can't fit in a single passenger vehicle. So, you know, basically they... Um, initiate operation something pedophile. You know, <laughs> yeah. so Kevin Smith's daughter, you know, tries to de-age herself and everything else and goes on some, you know, pedophile app and starts posting pictures and finally some van pulls up and she hops in and um, they kick the shit out of the guy and steal the van, which is a genius way if you need a van, track down a... <laughs> lure pedophile in those guys always got vans <laughs> yeah 
I, dude. But even on the, like, the way before. As a Harley Quinn, how much of a fucking Casey Jones is she? <laughs> like, with a fucking hockey stick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Piece of shit out, dude. But like, before that, like she's like, tries to pull out a joint, and they're like, what are you doing smoking? And he's like, yeah, that's, you know, because Jay's like, promised not to tell her he's his father, but at the same time, he's like, trying to be your father. He's like, you can't, smoking weed's wrong, even though they're fucking drug dealers. He's like, all right, fine, I'll smoke. Hey, you want some chocolate? Hell yeah, we'll eat some chocolate. And it's like a fucking edible, and they both just like pass the fuck out and wake up in Louisiana in the middle of this uh, steal a van plan. But I like that when they're passed out, you know, they get the vision of Method Man and Red Man from How High, which is we've we talked about Dude, another one of our like. Movies. How crazy is it that we've been talking about you know like ever since I came across the sequel that I still have yet not watched? Um, it's like. Dude, that is iconic fucking stoner classic right there. <laughs> like, I wasn't even a stoner, and I still enjoyed the shit out of that movie back in high school. Oh, yeah, I mean, fucking Wu-Tang. <laughs> yeah, fucking How High was, I mean, Method Man and Red Man are almost better actors than they are rappers, and they're pretty damn good rappers. <laughs> I always love seeing them, like, pop up in some kind of movie or TV show. They're funny as shit when they're doing comedy. But, yeah, they have that whole, like, you know, Red Man. Are they like, doing comedy, or is that just how they are? It may be how they are. Fucking Red Man in, uh, what was that, uh, one of the, uh, Child's Play sequels. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that shit. Oh, where they were making, like, a Child's Play movie. Yeah, it was fucked up. But, yeah, when, uh, Red Meth, like, have, you know, teach him about being, being a father. <laughs> it's like, what the hell, Red Meth is your, your fucking Yoda in, in all this? It's like, man, you gotta learn how to be a daddy. You know, anybody can be a, be a father. But he ain't your daddy, boy. <laughs> any man can come in a woman <laughs> like like I should okay well hey that's true <laughs> oh so yeah he he goes from his getting his knowledge from from red meth and starts trying to be more more dad like and it turns out they want to go to Crotoncon as well not to stop the movie but they're like our friend uh, you is, is getting sent back to China and her her one wish is to see to get a part in this movie, and she's never been to Chronicon. She's a huge Jay and Bob fan, so we're we're gonna get her there as her kind of last wish before she fucks off back to wherever she's from. Where's she from? And hijinks ensue. Well, it turns out Russia, but I think they said <laughs> it's supposed to be China until it turned yeah. out she's a spy. Uh. And like the the road hijinks. Because at one point they they the girls try to ditch the old men, but then they immediately get captured by the KKK. And apparently they're not into diversification. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and Daddy Jay and Bob have to sneak into a clan rally when Bob steals a, a hood and almost have like an almost uh uh freaking uh blazing saddles moment <laughs> sneaking into the clan rally. Which we have more, uh, yeah, celebrity cameos because you got, uh, you know, wrestler, podcaster, rock star, uh, Chris Jericho as the <laughs> leader of the KKK, which was weird. I was like, "Fuck, is that Jericho?" <laughs> that was Jericho. <laughs> this was like, wait a minute, is that fucking Jericho? I'll be damned. <laughs> I had to go and listen to some Fozzy. That's like Ozzy, but with an F. Yep. And it's the band. Not the bear from the Muppets. Oh. 
Well, thanks for clarifying. Just want to make sure everybody... Uh... The Muppets had a band. Yep. Waka, waka, waka. Oh, boy. That reference wasn't in this movie. That's when they've ever met Chris Jericho. I'm like, did you name your band after Fozzie the Bear? <laughs> <laughs> or were you just trying to say F. Ozzy? <laughs> like, maybe it's the fun version of Ozzy. <laughs> the bands are called Fun Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> we're like Ozzy, but without all the drugs and the English accent. <laughs> I mean, they're a pretty epic band, but dude, Ozzy's so like. You're just not going to top that level. <laughs> but yeah, when they finally get to Chronicon, again, tons of celebrity cameos, but you have, they make fun of like reboots, diverse. We get the, the new, it, it's funny because they wander into like one of the panels and it's Vanderbeek and uh, Biggs that played Blunt Man and Chronic in the first movie doing a panel. Like, yeah, I can't believe what, we were in this shithole movie. <laughs> uh, and Bannerbeek's like, I don't know, I kind of liked uh, being in the movie and shit. Like, why, if you didn't enjoy it, like, that's the thing that kind of kills me is, like, oftentimes celebrities, when their career's going down the drain and they're like, great, people remember me from this one thing, but I really hate this one thing. Like, why even fucking go to the panel? Yeah, you or get the people that are like, like now they make their money on the on the freaking con circuit, but they're like hate being known for that thing. But then you have other guys like I mean, hell, Lou Ferrigno and like I mean, fucking the, the, embrace the, it. Yeah, they're know? like we love going to these freaking cons and meeting people that you know like the shit we did thirty years ago. It's always it's always more fun to meet some of these people, old time actors that are like. Hell yeah, I'm known as Flash Gordon, but, you know, I enjoy the shit out of it and <laughs> meeting all you people and whatnot. Yeah, because we, we've definitely met some people that are, like, kind of over being the uh, known as whatever character. And then there's tons more that are, like, still embrace it. You know, they're like, yeah, I'm glad you like this thing I did a long-ass time ago because $100 autographs to how, <laughs> how I stay in business. <laughs> I just bought my lunch and dinner. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, and then you, and of course, like I said, he, they meet, uh, they get the kind of the, because when they get there, the girl, they're like, well, we're going to go stop the movie, and the girls are like, well, we're going to go try to be in the movie, and so like, all right, I guess we're parting ways, and then they have, they run into Ben Affleck, Holden, and Alyssa, and you know, and, and, you know he gives them the whole speech of how fatherhood changed his life, and the movie kind of takes that more serious turn there, and. Jay finally finds his heart. All right, we gotta go do something nice for the girls and see if we can get them into this this fucking movie. Uh. And I like Kevin Smith playing Kevin Smith because he's just such a weird asshole. <laughs> he does a good job of playing like a ridiculous comic version of himself. Or maybe that is himself. <laughs> Hey guys, we're gonna make this movie. Like as many interviews as Kevin has done and everything else, like it's like no, I want to talk to Harley. Like, <laughs> what does Harley really feel like? <laughs> oh, but oh yeah, I kind of fell down a hole there. But I was talking about the kind of the diversification. Yeah the the new version of Jay and Silent Bob is Val Kilmer as Blunt Man and. Supergirl herself, Melissa Benoist, as 
chronic. And they're like, stupid Kevin Smith, he stole my name and my dick. <laughs> and he made that girl super moist. <laughs> God damn it. Somebody's going to complain about us laughing at our own jokes again. <laughs> I think they did that already. It's just you laughing. I'm not even laughing. <laughs> Fuck you, we're funny. We'll laugh at our own jokes. <laughs> I'm not funny. <laughs> oh. But yeah, the... Uh... Oh yeah, and of course, Tommy Chong is there like Alfred in the, <laughs> the the Blunt Man Chronic trailer that they play. And it's, it's even making fun of like Batman v Superman. Cause it's Dude, Man how v crazy Chronic. was it that it's like... Okay, I, I, I get it, but... Dude, like, as iconic as he is, it's like, damn, where's the fucking beard and everything else? And it's like, holy shit. Fucking Chong. It's like, it's, yeah, an official stoner comedy. They got Chong. <laughs> it's like, it's like having Kevin, it's like having uh, Stan Lee in a Marvel movie. I mean, you got, you got to have Chong in a stoner comedy. You had Stan Lee in fucking, uh the kevin smith movie like after the the credits like there's a yeah scene you where... get a him interviewing uh because unfort because he was supposed to be in this movie and and of course he passed away before they could film it but he still they still got him in in the in the credit scene they show a a uh excerpt from a uh, freaking uh probably a comic-con interview he did with stan lee and he's like i'm making a new movie you gonna be in it and he's like yeah he's like all right but you're going to have to audition. And it was like making him like audition <laughs> to play himself. <laughs> He's like, I'm not believing it, Stan. Do it again. <laughs> I don't believe it truly Excelsior. Yeah. I don't know. That was really cool. <laughs> oh, and I like the, uh, the Matt Damon cameo too. <laughs> Hi, you might remember me as Loki. <laughs> and all your kids saying, that's not Tom Hiddleston. I was Loki in the '90s before it was cool, <laughs> and then he, and then that stupid fucking joke where he's like, "Yeah, like people people have been asking me for the last twenty years, what happened to Loki since Dogma? Well, I didn't go to hell. God did send me back to Earth again, but at least he didn't send me to Wisconsin or where he was stuck in the first movie. Now he dropped me in the middle of the Mediterranean Ocean with no memory, and I got rescued by these uh, these like Italian fishermen, which." was the plot to the original Born Identity. <laughs> He's like, so you can say this is my reborn identity. <laughs> and then kind of narrates for a little while. But yeah, so I was like, ah, damn, that is so fucking cheesy, but it's hilarious. Identity reborn. Maybe we should do that film. You know, change it up. Take away all the stuff that people cared about. Add a bunch of shit that people don't... <laughs> Just use the title. We'll remake uh, Born Identity. No, it's Identity Reborn. That way it's original. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's how it has to happen in Hollywood. Pretty much. Somebody gets high, wants to put sharks in a tornado. Legends are made. Celebrity sign up. It's like, holy shit, I can get paid to do this thing? Well, if it makes money. <laughs> holy shit that made money can we just keep doing this thing yeah let's repeat it times eight <laughs> <laughs> but then the movie has this weird ass twist where they 
They get there, they replace Kevin Smith with Silent Bob so they can get the girls in the movie. And the the pan the panel audience is full of freaking celebrities. You know, Supergirls, Melissa Benoit says as Jay, well you've got uh I think his name's Chris Wood or whatever that plays uh Monel, you get the guy who plays Brainy, it's like <laughs> like there's all these like, you know, random celebrities like in little bit parts in the audience. But then it turns out all of a sudden the movie turns into a spy flick because uh, her, her friend that uh, they were trying to get to uh, her, whatever, Sean Yu uh, to uh, get her in the movie because it's her, her one wish before she gets sent back. Turns out she's a Russian spy sent here to destroy American pop culture by killing Kevin Smith. <laughs> That's like, why we can't trust the Chinese, man. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? It's a weird-ass twist. <laughs> When did we get into a freaking spy film? It's like, you know, spy kids. And she's got all her cock knocker henchmen. <laughs> but secretly, was that a plot twist? Or was when, you know, Kevin's like, hey, we're about to start filming. You'll know the signal. And really, that's just all a big part of the film. <laughs> So that's how, like, everything was supposed to play out. So they didn't actually stop the filming of Blunt Man and Chronic. No, they just, just, you know, (laughs) added the... But, you know, she knows that uh, Bob isn't Kevin and kicks his ass and throws him out. Where he then finds the uh, Iron Bob suit. (laughs) Marvel's gonna sue us. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, they're not. You root for Marvel, you fuck. (laughs) But then Jay's like, I'm, I am your father. <laughs> and has it like, don't kill it. Don't kill her. I, I, I'm her, I'm her daddy. Uh, and she's like, oh, it makes so much fucking sense now. These weirdos have been following us this whole way. It's like, you are my daddy. Boo boo kitty fox. <sighs> I guess it, now he's going to have. Two boo boo kitty fucks. <laughs> yeah, and that I mean, the action sequence of Iron Bob beating up a bunch of cock knockers was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking Iron Bob, dude. <laughs> like, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed they didn't use like a you know I am Iron Man Bob or something. <laughs> Some kind of remix. Yes. Oh. Felt like that might have been a little bit of a missed opportunity. Like you were saying earlier about all the, like, you know, the the feels and shit, and it's like... Dude, it made you stop and think. Yeah, the conversation, then the conversation, too, she got with on the way where she's like, he's like, why are you such, like, an asshole and stuff? She's like, well, I didn't have a father, and and that's, you know, kind of why I am the way I am, and he's like, you know, starts to feel like, oh, shit, like, I'm kind of an asshole, too, and... and, He's like, I know your dad. Your dad's a dick, okay? You're better off without him. Because uh, I'm your father. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. <laughs> what happened to his father? I am your father. Calm down there, Anakin. <laughs> oh... I don't know. I really enjoyed the fact when they got showed up to the comic, you know. Like, instantly, it's like, you know, the dealer greets them. It's like, hello, weary traveler. I have all your wares. 
You need the unreleased Blunt Mana Chronic Pop Funko? I have it right here. Oh, yeah, that was like so much like going through the freaking dealer hall at Dragon Con. So much like random, <laughs> random shit. Almost surprised like somebody didn't walk up and be like, here's a side quest. There's a glowing cat over by the plant. Go talk to it. Go stick your finger in the uh, virtual Chris Hemworth's butt. <laughs> for plus five uh, initiative. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they like after all that was over with, they like take her back to Quick Stop and like this is where it all started, and shows her how to like hang out in front of the store, <laughs> drinking hipster coffee. Yeah, here you, go. here you go. You always want to have coffee with your dad. We're gonna hang out, and then of course like. Dante shows up and tries to get in and is like, fuck, there's gum in the locks again. And he's like, oh yeah, for the last 30 years we've been sticking gum in this guy's lock. <laughs> Poor Dante. Can't catch a break. And he wasn't even supposed to be there that day. Not even supposed to be there that day. It's <laughs> what you get forever committing, folks. Sometimes it pays to just do the job to the basic core no need for all this above and beyond uh, so uh got any favorite moments final thoughts on this here reboot Cause like i say it was kind of timely as much as we make fun of like how much rebooted bullshit hollywood makes but that... at the same time like i you know i i definitely see the jabs being thrown but this film just put so many potential sequels for Kevin Smith to be like, hey, now we got this coronavirus shit, so when I'm just at home writing, like, hey, we're going to pick up at the mall for mall rats. Hey, we're going to pick up over here for, you know, Clerks 4. <laughs> yeah, because that's pretty much what he's, from all the podcasts I've been hearing, that's pretty much what he's been doing during the quarantine is smoking weed and writing. So he's started, he's finished the script for... Twilight of the Mall Rats, which is going to be the Mall Rat sequel. Apparently, him and Jeff Anderson kind of met up at something and kind of rekindled their friendship. So they were going to do Clerks three for a while, and that got kind of shelved. So now he's rewriting it and doing like a brand new version of Clerks three. And he's also writing on a the third chapter of his weird Canadian horror film trilogy, aka Moose Jaws. It's going to be like Jaws but with a moose. I already don't want to go full walrus. And apparently Jay and Bob are going to be like the, uh, the Quint. Yeah. Whatever the, was it Quint? The, the guy who had the ship in Jaws that, that he, the, the guy that they, the, that they hired to hunt down the, uh, the shark. It's going to be Jay and Bob is going to be the, the, the cranky old, uh, pirate that they <laughs> get to take him after the jaw, moose jaws. I'm, I'm intrigued, also terrified. Oh, yeah, so Cause when Kevin Smith wants to do fucked up, Kevin Smith does fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like some of his like like said, Red like, State and Tusk. Like when he goes like full, like Yoga Hosers is more of a comedy, but when he goes dark, I mean, he comes up with some weird shit, <laughs> and I like it. So do you? It's, it's, it's kind of weird revisiting these characters is 
20 years later. But, but, I mean, 20 years later, and look at the amount of celebrities and respect and homage that were paid to this. But it like, still pays off. I mean, I still, like, fuck, I would watch another Jay and Bob movie if they if they come out with another one. I mean, even that fucking animated, like, Jay and Bob super groovy cartoon movie they did, I'm like, this is, like, literally the movies of my childhood. And it's like, all right, I'll, I I'll mean, see that shit again. I mean, not even the fact that, you know, I mean, this is, when I think Kevin Smith, this is the bread and butter, the, the, the traditional stoner comedy, you know, off-the-cuff antics, um, you know, let's poke fun at, you know... A lot of the shit going on, but then, you know, bam, um, you know, time to get serious here, folks. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you definitely see how he's kind of grown as a writer and like, oh, he can write some serious heartfelt shit in the midst of all this wackiness. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, just, just all around a, a, a win, I think. What are so your any- thoughts? I'm trying to think is there's like if there's any kind of reference or uh, cameo that we didn't get that uh, <laughs> we need, or, or he's now following up Jay and Bob. He's followed up Clerks. Like, do we get a Dogma sequel? I, I mean, it was referenced many, many times that you know, hey, I met God. It's funny. Looks a lot like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, he did kind of tie up what's been going on with Loki, and like, yeah, it's like, in a movie that's packed full of nostalgia, I mean, it was still good, so, kind of as we wind this down, uh, what do you think of this uh, here, Tatawahe? Wonderful cigar. Thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, it's definitely got, yeah, earned all the rave reviews and recommendations we've been getting from I mean, not, not necessarily a, a powerhouse cigar. Um, but I mean, just good complexity, flavor, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I got hints of, you know, almost like a coffee, um, kind of flavor to it. Um, but also that little bit of spice and everything nice, everything nice. A lot of the nice. (laughs) Oh, we never, we never mentioned the one joke that Jay's daughter's name is. Millennium Falcon, which, I mean, the girl's real name is Harley Quinn, so it's like, <laughs> God, what happens if Harley Quinn and Millennium Falcon? What if they both give birth to the Falcon Quinn? <laughs> the fuck, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think somebody put something special in my cigar. Did you get the regular gummy worms or did you get those like CBD gummy worms? <laughs> oh, is that what this green symbol at the top that looks like? I I thought it was fucking Japanese maple, man. Uh, what the fuck? I've been over here like jogging myself. I ate like a whole bag of those motherfuckers. <laughs> You're going to start seeing elves. <laughs> I'm okay with seeing them. Like their little chittery voices and shit might trip me out though. I'd be then, like, are you fucking speaking or are you a chipmunk? <laughs> hey, watch Onward. You can check out the uh, the Fairy Biker Gang. <laughs> onward and Upward? Uh, and so with that, we're going to wrap this up and smoke on to the next segment. Drinking blood, smoking 40, smoking 40, drinking blood. That's what this kid does for fun. Pour 
Russian shred them shoes. Can't match the past with a mask, these nugs. Break them trees like I am giant. Taco Bell is where my time went. Would you like a fiesta ball? Cristobal wants a siesta ball. Low ride light take cause I'm about to look. Now roll up, wiggle like a basket brook. Hey, sticker and clown, put your liquor bitch down. It's just like a joint, but it's bigger and brown. It's a blunt. But yo, we don't smoke them. We soak them with our 40s open. Acting loopy and our hoofies sipping on a doobie smoothie. It's time for some science. Ready to learn about bullshit, Brad? Sure. What kind of bullshit you feed me, good sir? Well, we always talk about Skynet, and it seems motherfucking hunting dogs are are, are being used. So if you're not social distancing, watch out. The robo dogs might be coming for you. Singapore authorities have taken to uh, using high-tech approaches to ensure citizens comply with the social distancing rules. We've talked about uh, Boston Dynamics robot dog called Spot. Well, uh... <laughs> Spot is now spotting the non-social distancers. Yes, it will roam busy parks like Bishan Ang Mu Kyo Park and literally walk around spotting people that it thinks are huddling too close together and give them a, you know, recorded warning of, uh, Hey, y'all fuckers need to, you know, maintain your social distance and then, you know, stay the fuck away from each other. I mean, I'm like a real dog though. You can't necessarily offer this one a treat, be like, here boy, have some oil. <laughs> yeah. Cause apparently in Singapore, if you fail to comply with the social distancing rules, you could face severe fines and even, Get arrested and go to jail where you. Then I mean, you can't, isn't that uh, for everything? Yeah, pretty much. But if you exist like, in Singapore, you run the risk of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they, they cane motherfuckers there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it features cameras and sensors on its back, which is used to monitor the number of people using the park. And uh, although it says it can't track individuals uh, or obtain any personal data, it does walk around giving people warnings like, hey, back to fuck up, assholes. Get the fuck back. So, if you want Terminators, this is how you get Terminators. It starts with uh, robot dogs. Uh, Actually, would these be Rovinators? Rovinators. <laughs> so, yeah, that will, uh, yeah. If you don't want Terminators, this is how you get Terminators. We get robot dogs telling you to stay the hell away from each other. I saw somewhere where they had a uh, an animatronic do uh, Dalek from Doctor Who roaming the streets warning people to... <laughs> maintain quarantine and whatnot. I mean, I'd be okay with that. That'd be kind of funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, and in other news, uh, scientists are shaving spiders for science. For the uricating hairs or for something else? Something like that. Uh, they've been studying uh, cribillete spiders. And they basically discovered a unique comb structure on their legs that helps spiders, you know, act, trying to figure out how spiders don't get hung in their own webs. 
And, you know, we, if you've heard of like nanofibers and stuff like that, which are tiny fibers uh, that, uh, but holy shit, is that what nano means? Yeah. Oh fuck! I, I learned that today. <laughs> but uh, uh, in the journal ACS Applied Nanomaterials, they're trying. They're studying spider legs to figure out how to build equipment that can manipulate nanofibers without getting stuck to them themselves. I mean, it's kind of a hard, uh, hard to manipulate the fibers in in the labs because of. Yeah, them getting I mean, stuck would, on everything. So what would the purpose or benefit be? I guess to try to adapt that technology to robotic spiders? <laughs> well, I think it's more trying to come up with tools where they can manipulate the nanofibers, which are, you know, some of them can be, you know, stronger than, and then you know, almost like Kevlar when we live together. Uh, but they're uh, trying, like I said, it's been kind of a frustrating problem as they're kind of delving deeper and trying to figure out ways to, use them use nanofibers is like it commonly sticks through the equipment and cause problems. So lead author, Anna Christian Joel from Rath Akin university, uh, figured are studying. That sounds pretty Cthulhu. Yep. Studying how spiders are able to weave their webs without, uh, you know, getting caught in their own, own shit. And they, they, they found this kind of structure comb like service that, uh, covered in like, they say, Fingerprint-like nano ripples that prevent the nanofibers from making contact to the comb's actual surface. So they're trying to figure out uh, a way to transition into something mechanical than they can use in our our own sciences. Yes, sciences and stuff. And if you're stuck at home and drinking a lot more, because I'm pretty sure. I know my tobacco consumption's gone way up during this time. A lot of people's alcohol consumption has also gone way up in this time because, Therefore, as we know, their tolerance too. As we know, uh, you know, from the beginning of this, liquor stores were deemed essential businesses because <laughs> if you got nothing else to do, you might as well drink. And when you drink, you're possibly going to get a hangover. So science is studying a way to help lessen hangovers and they've found a plant extract that may be good for uh alleviating hangovers cannabis no uh new research published in the journal bmj nutrition prevention and health uh says a plant extract uh, drinking a plant extract uh has prone shown promising signs of reducing the side effects of drinking so is that something that you do before drinking or like, cause I have a theory, like I feel like a lot of hangover has to do with just dehydration. Yeah. Usually if I drink, so like I found like if I hydrate a big glass well, of water before I go to bed after drinking a lot or, you know, a little bit of water, you know, during stay away that. from sugary substances. <laughs> yeah. Cause but, I've gone from drunk to really fucking drunk. <laughs> But basically, this plant extract that contains vitamins, minerals, and antioxidant compounds can ease the phys- physical and psychological symptoms associated with a hangover. Uh, the supplement that they're call- that contains Barbados cherry, prickly pear, ginkgo biloba, willow, and ginger root. I feel like those are all things like found in like an RPG side quest. <laughs> I they- need you to find the pickleberry. What the fuck is that pickleberry? 
prickleberry? Is it pickle or prickle? Prickle. Prickly pear. <laughs> but yeah, the... Uh, like, normally shit's got prickles, like, you don't eat it. <laughs> but apparently the, the polypenol and flavonoid compounds in each of these extracts has been associated with the reduced Wait, hangover systems. Wait, did you systems. just say penal cures hangovers? Yes. So, okay. So... Polypenal, not just penals. Okay. So, I guess get... Get a poly number of penals, and women, your your hangover secured. There you go. <laughs> and they say these ingredients, when science. combined with vitamins and minerals, including magnesium, potassium, sodium bicarbonate, zinc, riboflavin, thymine, and folic acid, kind of increase their uh, effectiveness. The the group of two hundred and fourteen volunteers, aging range eighteen to sixty five, were treated with. A flavor water water containing these supplements, and we're giving. Basically, they drank it forty five minutes before they started drinking alcohol, and the group reported, uh, you know. Okay, so they hydrated before they started drinking. <laughs> yes, but it was like you know. I mean, hydrating with with some extras. But, I, I, I guess you would have to do the same study, like. Okay, does drinking all of these extracts versus just drinking plain water, like, dude, I could, you know, get myself a, uh, you know, fucking IV solution hooked up and, you know, be hydrated as fuck, like, <laughs> that would be my question, is one method more effective than the other, or one substance? Hmm. They, 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 of the group, uh, they said that, uh, 34% uh, the intensity of the headache was 34% less in the group and nausea falling, falling 42% from, you know, just your standard. The other uh, constant is it would have to be the same type of alcohol because different alcohols will give you a different type of hangover. Like if you're drinking a lot of, you know, shit with sweet mixers and everything, dude, those have been some of the worst oh, hangovers yeah. I've had in my life. Like that or, you know, Hey, we killed a bottle of rum. Yeah, I feel not so great, but I can still go about my day to day. Yeah, I, I just get tired now when I drink. But like, I remember, you know, back in the day, drinking a lot of beer or crazy mixed drinks when we were kids, and wanted something that tasted good. Huge hangovers. But now that I drink just straight up whiskey, straight up rum, I don't remember the last time I had like a legit hangover. Usually, it's like I said, hydrate, and I'm, I'm tired the next day, but I'm not like puking and, and hammering headache all day like yeah. we were back in the day. But on to other weird science. Uh, if you remember, weird I th- science? I believe last year uh, there was uh, a leak of some supposed, in the New York Times, military footage of possible UFOs. Well, the Pentagon has just released, and it's kind of weird they just chose to release release this right in the middle of all the coronavirus news so no one would pay any attention to it but they've officially declassified and released three videos of unidentified aerial phenomenon uh filmed by fighter jets off the coast of america i i i, I still like to think as vast as the universe as vast as we know so little about you know our own selves, our planets, and everything else. Like, if there's intelligent life, it's intelligent enough to be like, stand the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> and 
I'll and, go to the coast of Can or I'll go to the coast of America, but I am not going to Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to Kansas. <laughs> not doing it. Yeah, and it's like the DOD, like you know, admitted that these things existed when they were leaked last year, but they never, you know, cleared them for public release. And you know, the DOD said they f- they finally released it basically to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not that footage was real and whether or not there was more to the videos. And they, and you know, while not saying that yes, these are aliens, they said the aerial phenomena observed in the videos remain characterized as unidentified. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be aliens. I mean, could be some kind of super high tech drones that we're not familiar with. But as of now, they're saying we don't know what the fuck this is. But it looks. I'm not saying it's aliens. But it could but be it aliens. aliens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. These... Well, at least now we're social distancing, so we can have alien isolation. I digress. <laughs> and the, these the videos are from an incident that occurred in 2004 between two Navy F-18 Super Hornets, not to be confused with the Murder Hornets uh, we are currently facing. That's all I got oh, for you I, this week. I don't week. even think that we can accurately say that we're facing it, because technically they've only been discovered in Washington. So unless you're in Washington State, and even if you're in Washington State, like, well, chances the... are... You haven't seen a murder on it. <laughs> well, apparently the first video was off the West Coast in 2004. The other two videos were filmed in 2015 between na- five Navy pilots uh, between Virginia and Florida during a training mission. So, like, I'm really disappointed that there's an insect named Norm- Murder Hornet, and, you know, we haven't dubbed any of our jets or anything as a Murder Hornet. It's a good good time to re-classify re- uh, those. <laughs> like, Maybe the next generation Hornet will be the the Murder Hornet. <laughs> or at least some kind of squadron take that name. Yeah. Well, with that, that's all I got for you. We'll be right back with some news. Claire here with a special announcement. Contrary to popular belief, I didn't cancel Dr. Geek's laboratory. It fell into development purgatory thanks to MacGuffinite crystals or some such science from fiction nonsense. I put an end to that. I locked all the staff inside the laboratory for the duration of the crisis. Now they can create 24-7 without petty distractions like home lives or free will. Look for new Dr. Geek episodes coming soon. The Gay Dynamics, last up against the wall when the robots rise. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. All right, this week, um, not a whole lot of breaking news, but... At least we got a little bit. We got news. <laughs> we, got, we got something for the folks. We don't have um, this bullshit like we normally do. So, um, you know, obviously with the COVID, the closing of theaters, the closing of the United States, um, pretty much everything's been delayed. Um, we do have a new release date for Ghostbusters. Looks like that is going to be released um, March 5th, 2021. Originally scheduled for July 10th, 2020. Yeah, so all the movies we were going to talk about in the next couple months have all been moved to the fall or next year, so our uh, second half of 2020, we're going to have a lot of shit to talk about, but (laughs) the summer, we're going to have to rehash shit or find stuff on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting, you know? I mean, but then again, maybe it's good, you know, in, in the aspect of, hey, let's research some topics or find some obscure thing and you know maybe we find some diamonds in the rough like fatal future 
<laughs> Maybe we discover some things that aren't so great. Like another Star Wars remake. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Man, I kind of want to talk about Clone Wars a little bit, but we're going to do an episode on that. And we kind of already talked about it a little bit. Um, but anyway, I segue into Star Wars to say that we do have some upcoming news for The Mandalorian Season 2. Um, yeah, a lot of news been popping up on that lately. Yep. Um, so we know that Robert Rodriguez is confirmed as the director for Season 2's Disney+. Plus. Um, and fucking, you know, Rodriguez makes some damn good movies, so it'll be interesting to see what he, he brings to the... Especially kind of the low-budget, not kind of western-esque films he's he's ma- fucking i wonder if machete will show up in <laughs> season two <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what Dude, he can we see tanny trejo in the fucking star wars universe fuck yeah we need to like that'd hey, be a badass bounty hunter or something yeah no that would be pretty sweet speaking of badass bank uh bounty hunter um apparently uh tamara morrison um who played Django fett um is going to be playing boba fett in season two yeah because we kind of got a teaser tor- i think in that last episode of season one we saw just a armored boot and where everyone's like oh shit is that boba fett watching shit in the distance apparently we're you know we've already said that uh you know ahsoka tano is showing up but uh you know the guy who played Django and all the clones in the prequels are returning to be full grown up boba fett which is going to be awesome is it though have you seen it? Not yet, but I'm assuming it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Season one was awesome. That's because I had a baby. A baby Yoda. Are we going to get Teenage Yoda? <laughs> it's going to be like Teenage Groot. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh my god. That's exactly what's... Fucking Baby Groot has started the Baby Yoda. Then we got... Te- like. Yep, yep. It, it's the Marvel way. <laughs> it... This it is, is the way. The, this is the way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, too bad I didn't realize that sooner. Uh, but not only that, we've they've also announced that uh, I can't remember her name now. Takati um, Wadi. Oh, not him. It was, it was oh. another one that uh, another Mandalorian is coming f- coming to season two. Anyone who's a fan of the Clone Wars remembers Bo Katan, the kind of female lead of the Mandalorians in the Clone Wars. She's going to be showing up in the live action, and they've even got the uh, girl who voiced her, uh, famous from Battlescar Galactica, uh, will be playing the live action version of her in yeah, Mandalorian Season 2. Well, fine. I'll just go on to say that Takati Wadi will direct a new Star Wars movie for theatrical release. Which is going to be awesome. Cause, I mean, he, yeah, if you're not familiar with that name, he directed several episodes last season. Uh, but also he is the director of Thor Ragnarok, which is probably the best of the the Thor movies. Uh, so, you know, the no news on kind of what timeline that movie's going to, where it's going to be set or whatnot, just that there's another Star Wars movie coming and the Thor director and, well, Mandalorian director is going to be, uh, <laughs> be behind it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and apparently I guess he's also doing another Thor movie called Love and Thunder um, for uh, Disney's Marvel Studios. That is currently set to release February 18, 2022. Hmm. Long way ago. (laughs) 
yeah, a lot can happen between now and then. Um, and I, I guess more in theatrical news. So, apparently there's been a big upheaval between Universal, AMC, and, you know, a bunch of brouhaha. Um, in this pandemic era, do theaters survive? It's not looking good, because I think AMC's already talking about bankruptcy at this point, like our restructuring. I mean, our local theater's still closed, and theaters, the movies, studios that had movies that were ready to go out that didn't want to wait and push back releases have tried to release directly and universal released the, as we talked about earlier, the trolls world Two straight to, I think prime's calling it premium, uh, uh, theatrical where you can basically rent movies for $20 that were supposed to be in theaters. And it turns out they, had a bigger opening weekend than the original movie did in theaters. So now they're like, huh, we may start doing this day and date when it hits theaters and also putting it out on video, which theater owners uh, like AMC uh, was like, fuck that. You do that. We're not showing any universal films in theaters. Y'all can get fucked. And universal is, you know, people behind stuff like uh, fast and the furious, and a lot of other big movies that are supposed to be coming out recently. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like I understand competition. I understand, you know, uh, the, the studio perspective. But, you know, I really feel like with guidelines, because the virus isn't going anywhere. So, cleaning protocols, social distancing, everything else, like... That's going to be a thing until there's a vaccine or, you know. And even if they do reopen, you know, how many people are going to be too scared to go to a theater? And they've kind of already proven that they can make just as amount, just the same amount of money releasing it straight to video as, you know, with some kind of like premium rental service than going to a theatrical. Especially, there's probably, I mean, there's nothing kind of in production now, but there's probably a ton of movies that have been completed that are just waiting on releases i mean this is a way to get that shit out there and yeah make and some i money. mean you know in the digital era it's not like you've got a you know oh i've got to wait on this location to open to physically you know ship out you know a a disc or a dvd or you know film reel or anything of that nature now it's just hey we need to upload this shit in the cloud and hey here it is It'll be on Pirate Bay in like 37 seconds. <laughs> and I mean, there's, I mean, there's plenty of movies that if I could see them opening day at, in the comfort of my own home, I would be down. Because I mean, there's certain movies that your big tentpole action films, like a like a Marvel movie that I want to see in the full giant screen with the badass surround sound. But, but there's the, but the littler again, movies that I'm like, I don't give a fuck about going to the theater to see that. I'll just you know, if I could see it, but then again, like at home, it'd be... would you be willing to go out and spend a couple of hundred bucks on a high definition projector and project that shit on a, you know, eighty inch blanket or some shit, and you know, <clears throat> have your own you know outdoor theater experience or something? Yeah, I mean, the home video technology is. I mean, hell, that I was looking at one of those OLED screen TVs, and that shit is just crazy clear. So it's like. At this point, that you know, with a good enough TV surround sound system, 
And I mean, that's the thing. You dude. get almost like, the best. <laughs> I mean, for same experience. I mean, think about it. Ten years ago, five years ago, hey, you can have a sixty-inch high-def TV for a couple hundred bucks. Like we were paying more than a couple hundred bucks for you know fucking thirty-two-inch screens. Yeah. I mean, hell, you could you could realistically now get you know a fucking eighty-inch screen. Granted, you've got the wall space and you know everything else. Like, I think a lot of people fuck up because they uh. You know, like you were talking about with the OLED, I don't think it's as big of an issue, but, you know, certain TVs, once you get in over a size limit, it's like you got to be far enough back for all the pixels to come together to form that high-def image. Yeah, but that OLED, you can literally stick your nose to the screen and there's no pixelation. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty like, this awesome. This looks better than in reality. Yeah. It's like, is this a window? Nah, it's too clean to be a window. <laughs> <laughs> there's no bug splatter. Oh, there's a bug splatter. <laughs> like... <laughs> And hell, with 3D or even the uh, Oculus technology, I mean, you can, if you want the theater experience, you could have some kind of movie app in your, like, Oculus headset, and it looked like you're sitting in a freaking movie theater when you're just sitting on your couch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you don't have to put on pants. I mean, you can wear a kilt. True enough, and it's getting kilt weather again. It's fucking hot as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not going to complain about heat. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I've I've been to places. I've I've experienced things. Okay. (laughs) Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's really about it. Like I, I don't know. I mean, competition is healthy, but infighting in this era where you know. Hey, you play my movies. I produce movies. Like we should probably figure out a way to work together instead of you know our typical. Hey, fuck you. You know what? Fuck you. And you know the populace says, you know what? I can live without this. So fuck you both. And <laughs> yeah. And then again, like, like you know, they're like, oh, like we, we made... figured out we can you know, um, we can do without food. We can do without you know other supplies at the grocery store. But we are fucked when it comes to toilet paper. <laughs> And the other half of that is, you know, the yeah you know, they made a hundred million dollars. They're like, well, we made a hundred million dollars, but then again, that's a kids' movie. It's probably going to sell a lot on video when it did come out. So it's like, would you have made that money anyway? Whenever it did eventually go to home release, and now you're losing out on your theatrical box office. You know, it, it looks like they're making their money now, but really, they, if it would have been a theatrical release and then a video release, they may have doubled their money. So it's like, yeah. Whether or not they're looking at this kind of long term. And also, would it have made that kind of money digitally if theaters were open? I mean, right now we're kind of a captive audience. The only way we're going to see something is digitally. So, you know, if they tried that shit when actual theaters were open, would it have had the same kind of uh, business? Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I'm not certain. You know, I don't have all the statistics and everything else. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like... Like, eh, not only for companies, but people alike. Like, the one thing that this pandemic has, you know, stated is that fucking people are still, you know, going to be divisive and everything else as usual. So, you know, those people really aren't putting themselves up for success, you know, if ever the need arise and we have to go to a barter system or you have to rely on 
neighbors for, hey, I'll handle hunting the food. You provide security and, um, you know, like, I don't know. Run out of butt paper, have a cat. I mean, there was a, a long time ago. I'm not sure what people did for butt paper. Corn cobs. Corn or the cobs. three shells. <laughs> Finally figure out how to use the three shells in Demolition Man. Or maybe you put three shells on the corn cob and just make it a plug. And you know, <laughs> what doesn't come out can't make a mess. Oh, God. <laughs> Once your shells start to overflow, then it's time to, you know, <laughs> remove the cork. <laughs> Uh, so is that all you got for us this week? <laughs> I think that's all I got. All right. Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CigarNerdPod. Get your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code CigarNerds. Get your uh, cool smoking shirts at Real Men Smoke Cigars. And they're even making cool masks. If, you, if you're required to have a mask, you can get one of a skull smoking a cigar, which I thought was kind of awesome. And also, remember what Silent Bob always says. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.